Welcome to our weekly Wednesday year. Shabbos Pashkisei. dedicating this year to the Shalom Ben Yeshua. Tonight is the outside of a very special neshama, Rachel Bas, Yosef Chaim Shimon, who only merited to be in this world for 16 and a half years. Of course, of those years, she made tremendous impact on many, many people. And in those days when someone that age passed away, Rahman al it was a horrific Himmel Gashe, practically speaking, post Holocaust, 1972, 71. And. <coughs> girl who persevered, fought valiantly for two and a half years of Son with Yanamakla and never succumbed to the chagrin and pain of the entire family, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins. It was a horrific loss. So may Hashem have an aliyah. Should be a good to better for all of us. Should be a litzyesha, litzyesha. For her, for her family, for her siblings, nieces, nephews, great nieces, great nephews, etc., and cousins. This Shabbos, Pashki Seitse, we test El. I want this to become a morbid this year. As the outside of Michal bin Abzalkan, formerly known as Misha, Misha Belina, very, very dear friend, and past Shurim came to Smichas as the outside. <coughs> On his yard site, spoke at great length about him. A true devoted chassid, a soldier, as many chassidim are totally devoted, named after Michal the Alter, a chassid who literally was ready to give his life up for the Rebbe Rashab. As I said, told the story before that he had his picture hanging in the yeshiva, because they asked the picture of the head of the yeshiva should be hanging in Russia, so they can come in one day and just call him counter-revolutionaries. Rabbi Michal was well aware of that, being the principal of the yeshiva, the of the yeshiva, <coughs> and therefore knowing what they would Hashem do to Rebbe Rashab, 
he himself put his own picture up on the wall, ready to accept any circumstances that may befall him. Pashkisetse has many, many mitzvahs. Pashkisetse ends off with the most profound of the mitzvahs. Mitzvah which is laned, Pashkis Zacher. To remember what Amalek did to us when we went out of Mitzrayim. Amongst the mitzvahs we have Shalech to Shalech Asaim, spoken about many times. We'll speak about Mitzrayim tonight again because there's so much to talk about it. And then the mitzvahs subsequently that follow it by Ischodosh, Micah, etc. But the ultimate mitzvah, Zachar, is remember what Amalek had done to you. This is laying on Pasha Zachar, Shabbos Pasha Zachar, which is a Midairaisa, which is something according to the Taylor that we have to listen to. Men, women, and children need to come to Shul to hear. Everything is Kachaprath, as I heard a story today which I'd like to share. Very, very hard act to follow, as we say. There was a Chassid. Wealthy man was making a Siyam Sevitelach, not Sevitelach. Finishing of a Torah scroll. He had paid for it from soup to nuts, and those of you who have gone through that, have done that, and have gone through it, have done that, know that it could be a quite a quite a bit quite a penny. Low key, it's about eighty thousand dollars. The Sifitera, the Siam, the Suda, all the perks that come with it, Barakshan. So he was making a Siam Sifitera and he invited the Rivn the Tzerebbe. His intention at the time was to ask the Rivn the Tzerebbe for a bracha for a child. Unfortunately, he and his wife were barren, they had no children. And I don't know if he and his wife were barren, but his wife was barren for sure. And they had no children, they were not blessed with children, he wanted to ask him for a bracha for a child. Rivitz was a big Balmephis, and there was what to rely on if he would give a bracha. So, he was making this Achman Sefetera, and I guess it was a secret between him and everyone else unbeknownst to anyone that he was going to ask for a bracha. The Rimitsa, on the other hand, was invited to the Siem Sivitera and he said he wants exactly ten people in the room, no one else. Of course, the Sefer, who had to finish writing, 
the fellow that was the Nadine Sevitera, himself with Ria already, seven other years and nobody else. Close family members. And he gave clear instructions, no one else is allowed in the room, nobody, do not allow anyone else in. Came to the Sevitera, Sevitera, ten people, select people were in the room. And there was banging on the door, banging and banging and banging. Somebody was furiously banging. And I said, I'm sorry, go away, you can't come in. And he banged and he cried and he begged and he pleaded. Somebody couldn't take any more and they opened the door for him. The man ran in and ran over to the limits and said to him, Rebbe, please, please, my wife and I have no children, please give us a bracha for a child. Nobody saw it, nobody heard it. The man left. The end of the whole ceremony, the Yid was sitting with the Rebbe and he said to him, Rebbe, Kbeta Bracha, he asked for a Bracha, Skusta, this big mitzvah, Sifitela, and everything. Ask a Bracha for a child. The Rivenser turned to him and said to him, I told you no one else was to come into the room. One person came into the room. They allowed him in. And he asked for the bracha and he got the bracha. The man was devastated. It means there was no hope for him to have a child. He went to find this person. And he discovered who, after all chasing and investigating, he found out who the person was, didn't say a word. Ten months later, nine months later, the person, the, the, the couple was blessed with a child, a boy. This wealthy man came to the bris. And he went over to the Aviyah Ben and he said, This is my child. This was my bracha that was coming to me. And therefore I'm responsible. I will pay for everything for this child throughout his life. Starting with the bris, and anything, his education, anything throughout his life, I will pay for. And he paid, took the child to the chuppah. He paid for the wedding. He paid for everything throughout the entire years. As long as he was alive, because this was his child. This is a Kabbalah sale, indescribable. To understand, the bracha might have been stolen from him, and whereas most people would have developed, developed a tremendous chasashalm animosity towards this person, because he had no right to come into the room, would have developed who knows what, who knows where, but he said no. The bracha was for this child to come into the world. He was supposed to be mine, he'll be mine. I will pay for everything. And that's what he did with this child. He devoted and dedicated himself to paying for everything for this child throughout the child's life. And so, it was if to him as if he had raised the actual child.
This is a lesson that we can't describe. This is a lesson that we can't understand. This is a lesson that I can't even tell anyone. You see how you need to behave? This is a lesson showing us if we have true emuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, true belief everything and everyone that comes into this world has a purpose we can understand how to live how to cope how to relate how to forgive how to love because everyone had their purpose and reason for being I, they wronged me they did something wrong to me they hurt me It was either an assignment, a test on their part, a test on your part. Whatever the reason might have been, they were wrong for doing it. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu has placed the people on the world for us to be able to live, exist, and coexist. Live and to let live. And this is how Although the person had literally a child stolen from his wife's womb, his reaction was at such a holy and high level. And this, the Tater tells us, after the mitzvah of Shiluah HaKan, this week's Pasha, when you build a new home and you make a roof, you have to make a gate around your roof. So as should not cause blood in your house when one falls from it. When the one that falls, falls. Again, Teda is Lashon Tate is a lesson to how we have to live and behave. So the simple lesson here is when you buy a house, or you build a house, you need to build around your flat roof a gate. Needless to say, if the slanted roof, nobody's hanging around up there, we hope. The reason for this gate is others shouldn't fall. In addition to the literal meaning of this, as we just said, command also refers to God's blessing and mandate that we build a new home. We should take initiative to create recording a share to create an environment in which Judaism flourishes. It flourishes and it thrives. The homes built by others do not exempt you from building your own home. If other people are doing, other people are reaching out, that doesn't mean that you don't have to. Can you answer my question? Can you just answer my question? Ronan. 
we need to positively influence those that came to you Bashkoch Protis. Divine Providence happened to be that this person came across to you, this person came looking for guidance by you, or met you for whatever given reason it is. But the Torah warns us, we must limit and enclose the rooftops. The new homes that we build have to have rooftops that have enclosures. What's the roof? The roof represents the highest, the top, pride, self-importance. And the requirement to place a guardrail around that means we must limit and contain our pride. Because Chas Shalom, he who falls from it, he who falls, will fall from it. But positively influencing those, sorry, our pride, can Chas Shalom place those who seek shelter and new homes at risk for a spiritual downfall. Words spoken from the heart enter the heart. In our efforts to draw closer to Tata observance, to Yiddishkeit, if those efforts are pure, altruistic, we will certainly succeed. But if Chasashalom, our words are tainted with the pursuit of gaiva, of self perseverance, of pride, self pride, personal agendas, there's no such guarantee. Even worse, this self-pride, even if it comes to spiritual achievements, can distance from our homes those who depend on the spiritual shelter. And this is the inner meaning of the Mitzvah Micah. By curbing our self-pride, we can succeed at creating environments in which all who seek spiritual shelter will thrive. Just to put it upon here, not upon me. An appeal almost for all those that listen. The Shliach in New Zealand, my son Rachmendel, his wife Esther, it's a beautiful daughter, Chaya Mishkan Sarifka. Is it? find themselves in New Zealand for a little over a year and a half. And they keep Baruch Hashem outgrowing one place after the other. The is the greatest, greatest level. A property was presented to them. A big piece of land with two houses on it. 
one will be mentioned the Chabad house, and one the personal house. In the Chabad house, mentioned they're planning a mikveh, a school, a Talmud at least, not a school, Talmud all the Pu'ulas will be done in the Chabad house. If you hear this message today, he's in dire need of funds. They need to put down by Monday a substantial amount of money. So, Vashkocha Pratis, you're hearing this year, and it happens to be that you're looking for somewhere to donate. Chabad of New Zealand. You can go on Chabad.org C-H-A-B-A-D dot O-R-G You can search for Chabad of New Zealand Rabbi Mendel Hecht and you can donate. We're not talking about $18. They're also nice. He needs $300,000 for Monday. And two weeks later, a week and a half later, he needs the other $1.7 million. That's it for the purchase. Then we'll talk about the building, the mikveh, etc. Actually, there's somebody last night who asked for a bracha from the Rebbe and is anticipating Mechim, the Rebbe's bracha to come through, and Mechim, when the Rebbe's bracha comes through, he's donating the mikveh. So he's building a positive house there. Very positive. The words that go there through the Chabad house, Advarim Yitzim and Alev. Words from the heart of him, his wife, even his daughter. She's two years old. She has her own way with people, of being the car of the people. But continuing on this Micah, which is, as we said, represents humility due to the pride that a person has being on the roof, the self-importance. And the Sifri tell us, tell us Not only your house needs it. Not only you, simple human being, needs it on their house. Even the roof of the Heichal, the Holy Temple, also needed a Micah. Very powerful. Person needs to be very cautious with their pride even if it comes from spirituality. Certainly, we should be proud and confident about our devotion to God, devotion to God's Torah. But at the same time, we must be careful not allow this to develop into feelings of self-importance, arrogance, for even on the roof of the Heichel, the holy place of the Heichel, the height of spiritual achievement, there was a risk of a spiritual downfall. And therefore the pride 
needs to be contained to avoid this. Pride. To discuss another mitzvah, this week's parashah, ish isha. A lot of pride involved in kiyikach ish isha. When a man takes a wife, especially today's day and age, if the resume doesn't fit, if the pictures are not amazing, forget it. And there's not, you know, they put on the resume, they put probably their best best shot, as we say, their best picture. But unfortunately today, there's Rahman al-Tzlan, social media, where picture upon picture upon picture are available of everybody. Ah! I see them holding a bottle of vodka, forget it. Ah! I see them talking... No one has a chance to get up first base anymore. They tell the story of the Vilna Gon. He didn't eat sushi. He's only a guest in someone's house. And when he's ready to leave, the host asked, Rebbe, Rabbi, how was it here? Was it enjoyable? Was it okay? Were you comfortable? Was the food alright? Was the hospitality good? And the Vilnagon thanked him very much and said, beautiful, hospitality was amazing. There's one thing I noticed while staying in your house. I wanted to ask you about it, but... I didn't have an opportunity, but now that I said, we have, we're talking. I saw in the morning you prepare your wife's coffee before you prepare your own. Is this because Chazal says, you need to be her more than yourself? You need to honor wife more than your own self? And the host said, to answer you, I'll tell you a story. The story of my life. When I was 13 years old, I was a prodigy. I knew the entire Teda, I knew the entire Shas. When Shas? I knew the entire Teda. A wealthy person wanted me to marry his daughter. Okay. So we made the engagement, and the wedding was scheduled for seven years. In seven years would be the wedding. Hello? In seven years. No. Father-in-law wanted me to be a real Talmud Chacham, so he hired his own expense. He's a wealthy man. One after the other, the other people to sit and with me all day long. And I soaked it all in. I took it all in. I soaked it up. And Baruch Hashem, by twenty, I was a substantial Talmud Chacham. No, getting ready to get married. And unfortunately, at that time, my future father-in-law lost all his money. 
personally, I said, hey, HaKadosh HaTev, I have to recognize what he did for me all these years. I was ready to go through with the marriage. My father may be well said, nah, now. It's not right that you should not be able to sit and learn because your father has no money. I support you, you can't marry this poor girl. I broke off the engagement with Khman son. Another shidduch was suggested, he ended up marrying her, but things weren't sailing smoothly. Soon after the marriage, I discovered I have a pers- I have a physical imperfection, shall we say, a mum. I didn't even know about it beforehand. And my father-in-law hired many doctors, the best doctors. So finally, one doctor said, "Listen, spend all the money you want. You're not going to fix this." Don't ask me what we're talking about. I don't know what this imperfection was. They told him there's no known cure for it. So my father-in-law asked that I divorce his daughter. And I obliged, I divorced her. I became very depressed. Broken shidduch, a divorce. What else can happen? My life was in shambles. I went into Hegdish. The Hegdish. So the homeless shelter. The Jewish homeless shelter. The olden days, that home, it's called Hegdish. All the homeless sleep there, they gave me some kind of roof over their heads, they gave them some kind of food daily. And I was deteriorating. One day somebody walked in, recognized me in Hagdish, and remembered me from my teenage years, how I used to sit and learn. And he says, you? You had such tremendous potential? How did you end up here? I told him my story, and soon afterwards, the man came back to Hagdish and said, I have a shidduch for you. Mm-hmm. Because of your mom, your medical problem, I know somebody with the exact same medical problem. somebody with the same medical problem so we met we ended up getting married after the chasna she told me the difference in your imperfection and mine is you were born with yours I was born healthy I developed a physical ailment later in my life and she told me she was once engaged to marry a fellow a big Torah scholar. But unfortunately her father lost all his money. And the shidduch was called off. She became depressed and ill and developed this imperfection. I inquired. I asked a few questions about it. I asked her back and forth. And lo and behold, this was my first divuk. This was my bride-to-be, whom I wanted to marry. But it was called off when her father lost her money. 
So you see, he's told the Vilna God, my wife became ill because of me. Doesn't she deserve to get coffee before me? The Vilna God was very disposed and he said, just for that it was worth me coming to this area. Amaisa? Yeah? Ashkacha Pratis? Definitely. Chesidah Shemaisa? I don't know. But the Torah tells us a man marries a woman and if he finds an imperfection he doesn't find favor in his eyes she doesn't find favor in his eyes Torah gives us a direct mitzvah command that says right again <coughs> the marriage of a husband and a wife are hinted the marriage, the spiritual marriage of a husband, a man and wife, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the man, and Kal Yisrael, B'nai Knes Yisrael, the wife. However, the din is, Oslod Nisa Isha Midait Ligasha. It's an A man may not marry a woman intention to divorce her. In that case, we need to understand what's going on. We know generally, Golos, the exile in which we are in, is a form of divorce. Nehemiah tells us, we keep in score at home, Sanhedrin, Kufheya Meralef, 105, side 1. And the Imara tells us there that Tshuva, Tzachas Sheva, Knesset Yisrael, Chuli, Isha Shigar Shabayla. Perpetual marriage through repentance of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of the Yidin, to return to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the concept of a woman divorcing, a man divorcing his wife, a woman divorcing her husband, since HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that this concept of Golos would take place, this marriage technically would be null and void. Because Man cannot marry a woman intent to divorce her and he knew that he was going to put us in Golos eventually. Perhaps, perhaps we could say the Gemara continues, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Meshav Knesset Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds to Knesset Yisrael, Eze Sefer Christus Yimokam Sheshalachti, what divorce have I sent, sent? For the truth is, this was not a divorce. Not a Sefer Christus. Therefore, the explanation of Hashiva Knesset Yisrael, Chuli, Isha Shigar Shabayla, is because Knesset Yisrael, because the, on, on the part of Knesset Yisrael, in the time of Golos, the time of Golos therefore is considered a get, but that's on our part. For the time of Golos, Yisrael does not feel their closeness and attachment to Akadosh Baruch Hu. 
Therefore, the taina, it's a massive of Isha Shigarshami Baila. The taina is that the wife divorced the husband. We're pushing him away. But the truth is, in the time of Golos, the Nesuin, Chasusholom never stopped. All intentions of a Hester upon him. And this man is only in order it should be Ubikashti Mishama Savaya the Kecho, Matsasa Kisidishana Bhavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
Paspalta, nothing, no prohibitions. And thirdly, I should merit to elevate the holy nitsutsas, the sparks which are in the food. When one does this, food does not pull them down. The primary part of Avedis Achila is to eat with Erecheretz. And we know when you're in the presence of a special important person, you're sitting at Shulchan Malachim, sitting at the table with kings, with royalty, with rebbes, you're very careful to eat with manners. This way a person should eat with all times. As they're sitting, this table is before Akadosh Baruch In the Bavitch we have Fabrigans. Chassidic gathering is called a Fabrigan. The Pedish Chassidim call it a Tish. Mm-hmm. The Kalina call it a Zitz. A Zitz. And usually it's held on Friday nights. There's one such Zitz. The topic of discussion was the virtue of eating properly. Saying one should not eat hastily. One should train himself to eat food slowly and patiently. At the Zitz was sitting the Zhitomirov. Following morning there was a Kiddush, the Mismedish. There was a nice hot kugel being served. The Shetomer Rav remembered what he did last night. And he took his portion. He didn't rush. He cut it up into small pieces. Which makes it easier to eat also. It's cooler. cools off. But it's also a way to do it. To not eat. As he cut his pieces up, he found a pin in the kugel. Yeah, you've heard of everything, huh? Hair in the kugel. This is a pin, a shell, eggshell, you know. Here he found a pin in the kugel. Of course he took it out. Had he eaten the kugel quickly, he would not have seen the pin. The Samar would have done to him. He said, since that time, he always goes to the Zitz on Friday night. Yeah, story is not heading home today, huh? What should I do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's getting wild today. <sighs> we discussed a few weeks ago. The mitzvah rak chazak the bilti achelas adam. One should strengthen themselves not to eat the blood. Um, and there's a machlekes in Rashi. 
whether it was a real thing or not. One should work hard not eating the blood, to prevent eating blood. And the Machlekes was, if the Shtuf Medam, if the Jews were used to eating blood, and therefore Taylor was warning them stringently, or simply to show a Kalvachemah. Madh blood, which people refrain from, they would never eat it. And the Tater says, Chazak strengthen yourself not to do it. When I have no intention or no time for it, so much more so stringent mitzvahs, how much you have to strengthen yourself and work on it. We discussed this. This week's parasha, we have another Kalvachayma. A simple thing that teaches us a, strange, a stringent thing. We have it, we find a machlikis <coughs> between Rashi and Ibn Tam. Rashi, for those who are historically knowledgeable, was Ibn Tam's grandfather. But oftentimes we find throughout Shas, where Rashi comments one way, and Rabbi Tam asks a question on it and has a different different interpretation. The Pasuk says, and the mitzvah of sending away the mother bird is rewarded with Tavloch Be good for you, and you'll have longevity. Frekt Rashi Akasha. Why such rewards for such a simple mitzvah? Sending away the mother bird. And for Rashi, with a question. In mitzvah kala, if a mitzvah kala is a simple mitzvah, she'ein bach sarin kis, which costs you nothing, you don't lose any money on it. Omra Teda, the Teda tells you, namani tavloch rachta yomim, that you're going to get such tremendous rewards, Kalvachimer, how much more so the Matan the rewards of mitzvahs chamures, of mitzvahs that are harder to do and keep. So once again, we are being confronted with a Kalvachimer. Rashi derives a lot of his explanations oftentimes from the Sifri. Medish Tachuma. The Rashi here, Cheda, a little bit bewildering. How is it possible to say that this mitzvah does not have a chasar and kiss? You're not losing money on it. The mitzvah to send away the mother. The mother bird has a value. If you take that mother bird for yourself and sell it, so if it's a kosher bird, you can check that need it. So how can you tell me you're not losing money? If you keep me scored on the Yamadan Chulin, Tafkuf Membez Amir Aleph, 142 side 1 in the Mishnah, brings down, and the Sifri also, the Lashon is Mitzvah Kala, Shehiki Isar, 
a simple mitzvah doesn't say she'em bach sarim kis, but it has such small value of an iser. Mitzvah of such a simple magnitude, so in essence has a sarim kis, a very slight one, but a sarim kis nonetheless. But Rashi changes and says, no, ain't bach sarin kiss, there's no loss of money at all. Cheda, how can you say this? So therefore we need to say in a simple way, simple explanation, turning back a page in the Yamada Khulan, to keep your score at home, Kufmem Aleph Amin Aleph, on forty one side one. That from the way the Pasik says, Shaleach the Shalach Esaim. We learn out if the mother came back to the get the nest again, you have to keep sending it away even a hundred times. Shaleach to shalach, send and send. Even if the bird keeps coming back to its nest, you need to send it away a hundred, even a hundred times. This Rashi doesn't say, which means to tell us that Rashi halachically says, if the bird comes back, you can leave it and keep it. And the simple explanation of the Pasuk, which is Rashi's approach, there's no um, obligation, nothing pushing us to learn it this way. So here we understand now that the Shita of Rashi, That there's no sudden kiss in this mitzvah whatsoever. Because the nature of the mother is, after sending it away from the children, she returns to the nest. Many times. And therefore the Sifri, Allah, says that you have to send it away even a hundred times. Because there is a sudden kiss of a kiisa, of, of a penny. We lose keeping the money. But according to Rashi, the mitzvah of sending away the mother is only once. And if the mitzvah of the bird comes back again, you can keep the bird. In that case, there's no sudden kiss. You're not losing anything. Why still does this mitzvah get such reward? Obviously, we've told the Medish too many, not too many times, never too many times, that the Medish you have to listen to the archives of why the mitzvah brings about such reward. Why does the mitzvah? Cho- why does the Taylor choose this mitzvah, which is so simple, over other mitzvahs? As we said before, now this question, by the way, I don't have an answer to. I still want to know why it's not mentioned. Refrain from eating blood. You're anyway using a kalvachema there, a juxtaposition. And you're anyway saying how dam is something that we don't usually eat, and therefore how great it is the schar, how great the reward is. So say the reward there also. Why are you just saying that you're learning about the stringent mitzvahs, how to behave? I don't know. The Tater, though, chooses here to show the great reward. 
to give us an understanding somewhat, as we said, about other mitzvahs, especially stringent ones, ones that cost you money. But if the Torah looks for a simple mitzvah, the Zashi says, has no chesar and kiss, no loss of money, in order to prove the reward of the mitzvah, to live up to it, could have chosen so many other mitzvahs. Mitzvahs that don't even require anything. Krishma. Shema Yisrael, say Krishma. In the morning and the evening. Requires no effort, you don't have to go chasing birds away. Requires no money loss or anything. You're just saying the words. Choose that mitzvah. But the significance of mitzvah shloach is why is it called kala? It's not bound with any other difficulties. This mitzvah a person does on his own free time. You're not uh, you're not bound, you're not doing anything else. He goes out into the field and he sees the birds, the nest, and everything, and he takes the chicklets or the bird of the eggs and walks away. All you need to do is, whew, shoe bird. And for this, the tailor gives this tremendous reward. Other mitzvahs like Krishna, person that wakes up before day before daybreak, because he needs to do certain things in the morning. Set up his machinery, set up his the coffee machines in his in his, uh, his bakery shop, whatever it might be. Set up his display. Sometimes, I have to stop and I have to thank Krishna. No. I need to strengthen myself, overcome the burning onions or the burning potatoes, whatever that might be, to stop everything and to thank Krishna. It's not so simple. So the mitzvah, the Torah would have chosen this mitzvah to teach us the great reward of doing a mitzvah. We think because you have to indulge such great length. Therefore the Torah chose Tafka mitzvah shloach khan A simple mitzvah that's not involving any of your time. Does not cost you a penny. A mitzvah khan like this has so much more so any other mitzvah. After Mitzvah Shlach Khan it says, Kisiv in the Bayez Chodesh, Vasisa Michael Gagechel. You'll build a new house. It's a guarantee, says the Tera, that you will be Zecher to build a new house, Mitzvah And we spoke before about the new house. And you'll be Zecher to make a mica on the roof. And then the Kerem, and then the Sodom, and the Shatnas. This Rashi says, if you did the mitzvah of Shluch HaKan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu rolls up the package and he sees to it that you'll build a Bayez Chodesh. You'll build a mic on the roof for mitzvah, Goyreres mitzvah. One mitzvah causes it rolls into another. And you'll get to the garments, the fields, the nice garments, the beautiful garments. Here we see 
not only the great reward of the mitzvah itself, but the kayach of this simple mitzvah to cause and to roll into other mitzvahs in addition, awakens the etz and the sham of a Jew that he first looks at to just do a simple, simple kind mitzvah and it brings him to do so many great, magnificent mitzvahs after, which he himself benefits from. And therefore, by doing one mitzvah to another, to another, we are zeicha, to ksiva, achsimateva, shanateva, mesuka, with all the pratim that Karmen involved, and we're blessed with a good, happy, fruitful new year. Shabbat, shalom to all.